0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Welcome to the Mr. Beacon podcast. We've got an unusual show this week. We're turning the tables. Normally, I'm in the interview seat and someone else gets to be interviewed. Well, we're swapping that round and invited... The MC of the Mr. IoT podcast, Robert Schmidt from Deloitte, to interview me about something I've been skirting around rather hesitantly. Uh, Williot, the company that I work for in my day job, has started making its technology available in something called the Williot Starter Kit. We normally try and make the Mr. Beacon podcast separate from what Willyot does. Even though Willyot's a sponsor, they provide support that allows me to continue this podcast, which started way before I uh, worked at Willyot. But I really believe that this kit is important in the development of the Internet of Things and auto ID technology, supply chain, asset tracking, all of these things that the podcast focuses on. One of the reasons I work at Willyot is I just can't resist seeing what happens next and being at the center of something that I think is important. So rather than furtively slipping details of the starter kit into the episodes, uh, we thought we'd just be very transparent and say, this week, we're going to talk about the Williot starter kit. uh, And I've invited my friend Robert Schmidt to facilitate that discussion. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find it interesting. Thanks very much for joining us. The Mister Beacon podcast is sponsored by Williot Intelligence for everyday things, powered by IoT Pixels.
0: So, um, I opened my mail the other day, and there was this box, and it was a Williot. Oh, Here we go. Can I show it to us? Yeah, take it out. Come on, this take it, it, it out. Show it to us.
1: This is this is the this is the starter kit.
0: That's the Willyut so, starter kit. So tell us, what is it?
1: Well, it's uh, a beautiful box made, <laughs> made out of recyclable cardboard. So we we thought about doing the Apple thing, which and, and I love the Apple thing, but that's not very good for the environment. So we uh, we decided if we're going to ship our technology for the very first time to to anyone that has got a spare $500 as opposed to $50,000, which is what it used to cost to join our early uh, access program. We needed to do it properly. And so we spent most of the time, obviously, what's in the box. But every one of these we ship, we plant a tree. So there's actually a pointer to the site that keeps track of that. And you'll see roughly how many uh, kits we've shipped because you can count the number of trees online. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trees. Um, And you know when you and I first met uh, back at Southwest, we I don't think we'd even started uh, deploying our version one product, but version one of the uh, Willyot tags and platform came out. And the only way we would work, because we're a very small company, this was before the SoftBank 200 million dollar investment and all that stuff came along, allowed us to scale. We just had to work. We could only work with a small number of people. So we said, well, well put this thing together called EAP, it costs between 50 and $100,000. And then, we'll it'll automatically qualify us to work, uh, make, focus on, you know, big opportunities. And we did, and it worked great. But it was the most frustrating thing. Um, you know, it wasn't really democratic. We really passionately felt like there's so many amazing ideas. And we wanted those people to get a chance to experiment and try out the technology and make sure that it's not Just, you know, people like you and me talking on podcasts like this, they can get their hands on it. So this became a passion project. Uh, And so there was a small, I think they call it Skunk Works, kind of group of people that were working part time on this. And we said, look, if we put together this kit, can we start selling it and uh, enabling uh, people? And uh, Tal, our CEO, said, "Okay, do it. So we started putting this thing together and we designed what would be the simplest way we could get the technology in people's hands. And we um, came up with, um, basically it's a, a set of tags. And uh, We even pre-mount them on bits of cardboard. Uh, so the tag itself is, is tiny and you can peel it off if you want, but this is, this is kind of the size of a, what we call a Williott IoT pixel. And they're called pixels because pixels are small. They bring light to things. And if you have a lot of them together, you get this high-definition picture of something that you couldn't see before. So you get pixels, a few handfuls of those, and um, you get an app which can allow your phone to decrypt and read the broadcast from the pixels. And then you get the only infrastructure that you need in order to reliably energize uh, the pixels, and those are bridges. And the bridges come in a very small size. So this is our single band bridge. and this is a dual band bridge, which basically this has a range of roughly 10 meters. This has a range of a couple of meters and the tags work with both of them. And um, so this is the most expensive piece of infrastructure that uh, is made. It's made by a particle energist, and they charge $44 for these. So if you compare that to a $2,000 handheld scanner for RFID or a $20,000 uh, tunnel, um, or a half million dollar phase array of RFID readers in the ceiling, you know, you can kit a a retail store out with these for just a few hundred uh, dollars and cover every inch of the store and know where everything is. And you get one of each of these in this box. You get the tags. And then the last thing that you get physically, some virtual things that you get, is this coffee cup. And this was a bit of fun. Uh, but we thought, uh, I was actually, there was a, uh, a company, who won't say who they are, who <laughs> was interested in our technology. And so I started putting tags on coffee cups. And um, I realized, oh, this is a great way of showing the other part of our solution, which is the cloud bit, the bit that you can't see. Um, because these tags can sense temperature. So what if you could have a coffee cup um, that could tell the temperature of the coffee and uh, could tell you if it's too hot to drink. And maybe if it's starting to get cold, you can drink up or someone can come and top it up with uh, with fresh coffee. And we actually do very simple fill level detection. So there's a, a high watermark and there's a low watermark. And we're using that and we shipped it very quickly. And to be honest, our cloud algorithm is just designed to do other things. We do... Level sensing for vials of vaccine, which is a lot more sophisticated. It's actually a little bit better than this. But rather like a Tesla, we've actually got an upgrade coming out next week, which will do a much better job of fill level sensing. So everyone, all the hundreds of people that bought kits, your fill level sensing is about to get better because we've got a cloud upgrade that's going to not only tell you the temperature of your coffee, but how how, uh, how much is in there. And uh, this is a reusable coffee cup. Um, and uh, everyone uh, gets one of those. They get some tags, they get some bridges, and they get access to a lot of online material. Training. Actually, you don't need to buy the kit to do the training. Anyone can do the training. But we, because of the fact that anyone could get this kit, we said, ah, we can't just rely on sending someone smart out with uh, a PowerPoint deck. We need to build a learning management system. So we built that. And uh, so the kit is much more than a kit. It's, uh, it's a tree. It's some tags, it's some infrastructure, it's a coffee cup, but it's also learning management forums where you can ask questions and hopefully the start of a a community where people can share good ideas and uh, and, uh, start to collaborate.
0: So I love all the different stuff that's in the box, right? Because it covers so much already. But I think one of the powers of you lowering the price to this is that now it's accessible for people that have very creative ideas and maybe not the budget. So I'm curious what things have you seen people do with your kit that you didn't expect?
1: Mm. That's a really good question. There's so many things that you could do with this uh, do with this technology. Um, there's well, first of all, it's been just great to see people play with it, make mistakes. Ask questions. No one reads the manual, of course. So it gives us a chance to uh, uh, to uh, uh, to do that. We've seen amazing things. Uh, everything from tagging livestock. You know, who would have thought that you'd want a Bluetooth connected chicken? Uh, but uh, but people want to do that. Uh, there's. Uh, um, there's a lot of stuff around. I've been super excited around circularity, uh, as we've talked about before. What does that so mean? The, this, I, so circularity, circular, circular economy, essentially taking products that would normally, after they're used, go into the bin and reusing them. Oh, which, it, is yeah. different, which is different to recycling. So recycling is you, you take this cup. And then you melt it down and you make a new cap, a cup. Now, that's better than putting it in the landfill, but circularity or, or the circular economy is about taking this cup, cleaning it, and then giving it to someone else. Maybe you rent it, maybe whatever. So there's a whole bunch of really cool ideas that are being explored around the circular economy. Um, so And you really need to start to track and trace things. if. You're going to implement the circular economy. So uh, tags on clothing. We've had people doing projects where they've started to tag inventory in stores and like measuring what's the time. So eventually these are going to get built into the care label um, and, and they'll be washable. But it isn't today, but it will be in the future. So we've seen people putting these on the just the price tag and start to measure Time to replenish. When the last medium sized black sweatshirt goes off of the shelf, um, how many minutes does it take for that one to be replaced? Because you always want to have the medium size available. Otherwise, someone might come in and want to buy it and it's not there. So, those are some of the things that we've seen people play with. Um, and, and it's really broad from food to medicine to uh, clothing. Um, so many things. It's it's one of the best parts of this job is just hundreds of hundreds of different use cases. And you get a sense of this. It's like a Lego brick. You can make anything out of it.
0: Have you thought of starting some sort of collaboration or some sort of competition of an innovation competition of bringing people together and do a hackathon or really do something in a weekend and come up with some new ideas?
1: Uh, have you been bugging our uh, offices? This, uh, this, is, this, is, uh, this is exactly what we were talking about. Uh, we've been talking about it for some time and we really want to do it. Um, if anyone wants to facilitate such a thing, we're up for it. Um, we still, even though we've grown, like doubled in size in the last year. We still are so uh, so many things to do, not enough time to do it. But having a hackathon is absolutely one of the things that we want to do. And uh, we're thinking about uh, a lot of things in that area. I probably shouldn't go into a lot of detail, but we want to do some fun things, to have some prizes. Um, at the moment, if someone else wants to organize one, we'll, we'll support it. We'll support you. We'll enable you to do it if you need some uh, uh, we'll even donate some product to if someone wants to run a hackathon with our uh, with our product.
0: And no, I did not bug your, your offices, but I, I guess we think alike in certain ways. So that's great. We do. Um, One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at
1: uh1 dot com. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We do.
0: What happens? I get the kit. I love the kit. I do some stuff. I track some chickens and uh, and then I want to go and expand this to all my livestock. I'm just using this example because I thought it was fascinating, but any example, right? Uh, And now I want to grow. What do I do beside hiring Deloitte, uh, obviously? But um, uh, no. But what I really they do? Should. But what are my next steps? How does Williot support me? What do I? What do I take from there?
1: Well, yeah. How do you move forward? I actually seriously think you should hire Deloitte because you need a business case, you need uh, a strategy, you need someone to come in from the outside and help to. Uh, Validate what you're doing. I mean, of course, you can do it yourself. It's not that people can't do them themselves, they can, but very often it's helpful to to get help. Um, So that's one thing. Um, So we have a series of other kits that are are coming out. Um, We already have a partner kit, which actually has a lot more stuff in it. So the box is slightly bigger than the one that I showed you, and you get a lot more tags and you get. So these are bridges. Um, So they're basically Bluetooth in, Bluetooth out, and they can relay to Wi-Fi access points and phones. Uh, But we have a kit that has uh, gateways, which basically go from Bluetooth to Wi-Fi, or you can get one that's Bluetooth to cellular. Um, So that's, so you can scale up. You can scale up from, you know, realistically uh, this kit, the starter kit, as we call it, is good for prototyping and a proof of concept. One of the things that we encourage people to do is dig around on that support site. Because even though we don't make a big thing of it, there's a set of APIs, we've actually got a beta of an automation platform. So you can do more than just testing the range, um, testing location and positioning, which is the kit's really good for that. You can understand the impact of uh, where you put the the bridges and where you put the tags and get a real feel for it. but there's some APIs that, uh, if you dig just a little bit, you can get to these restful APIs, these MQTT APIs, and then if you've got the technical people in house, have them uh, get at it. And if you don't, then hire Deloitte, and they've largest systems integrator in the world. They can, uh, they can uh, build it for you. Um, and you know, generally, we encourage people to take this step of uh, prototype and uh, and then pilot. Um, and uh, start small, uh, move quickly, and uh, and scale up from there. So that's basically you know what, what our recommendation is. One of the things that's going to be coming in uh, the next few weeks is you're going to be able to buy individual you know reels of tags, a thousand tags, which is like not very much money. It's uh, less than a dollar a tag. So uh, um, th- that's coming. But in the meantime, if you want more tags, then you can just buy starter kits. And obviously, if you've got a big project, then you just send us an email and we'll uh, do something custom for you. So that's kind of the way forward.
0: That's awesome. So 500 bucks, I get a starter kit. I can start doing my own proof of concept. I can play with it and then think where I take that. And now you're going to come out also with reels of a 1,000 tags, which... Obviously, if it's less a dollar, costs less than a thousand dollars. So I can really, actually, even as a medium-sized business, start using and tagging stuff, which is amazing. And yes. if I'm not mistaken, you said you. would The tags in the starter kit aren't washable, but, you know, you have partners with whom you can make tags that can be washed. So it's not a matter of, it's not possible, it's just not in the starter kit. So it's an interesting thing, actually. This has been my experience working with you that um, we keep forgetting that these tags, actually, you are the hardware and the software to connect to it. However, the packaging of that hardware uh, is very flexible and very much depends on my need. Uh, So we've had conversations about, you know, what temperature can it take to be uh, sterilized and cooked and so forth. So uh, really super interesting what can all be done with these tags. By the way, I just wanted to come back to one of your comments when we met at South by, South by Southwest uh, many, many moons ago. You won't remember this, but you had a table, like a fold-up table. You had a cloth sheet on it. You had a flip chart board behind it, and there was a, a, a one of your tags on there. And I walked by, and I was immediately blown away. It was like, uh-oh, oh, this is going to be one of those big things. And to see now you sell $500 starter kits is awesome. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. Well done. And uh, you know, good ideas around the coffee cup, great idea with the tree. So, what, how, tell me, go on there, and tell me how many trees are planted right now.
1: Uh, well, I would roughly a thousand, so roughly a thousand trees. So it's it's, it's, awesome. it's it's a wood. I don't think it's quite a forest, but we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> and we were we we were actually back at South by Southwest. I was really disappointed we didn't bump into each other, but it was an amazing experience, and we were. Showing a video, one of the largest retailers in the world has been applying these and going from farm to store. So we really have come a long way since uh, our little tabletop and, uh, and and easel. It's been very cool. Awesome.
0: Anything else about the starter kit that we need to mention?
1: No, I think I mean there's a we've we've got a whole bunch of video content. There, so it's it's not uh, this is not. Um, we talk about it being Lego, but it does require some thought. Um, uh, One level is super simple, but there's some things that you need to know to make it work. So if you're going to buy the starter kit, do go through Willyot 101. It's free. So you actually don't need to buy a starter kit to go through Williott 101, but you can do it online. You can get certified. There's a whole bunch of really great video content. And so we really encourage people to look at that because... um, you know, people sometimes kind of get a bit frustrated, but it's generally because they didn't read the the, the content. There's, uh, um, we're we're version two, so this is not version five of the product. We're not perfect. This is still very early stages, but it's amazing what you can do. And I encourage people to uh, uh, to give it a try, uh, share what they're learning on the forums, and uh, when you need help, then reach out to uh, um, uh, friends that. Uh, that have done this stuff before and uh, in particular um, uh, Deloitte. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate that relationship. Uh, we worked together on a, a white paper on privacy and data ownership, which is one of the kind of, it's probably not really a 101, it's a 201 or 301 of uh, of this. So it really helps to have, you um, to have bench strength and uh, the the multidisciplinary skills that are required to uh, take this from being a a pilot, a prototype and have it something that can really scale. So, uh, so uh, I I, um, thank you and uh, appreciate your, your help uh, in uh, championing what we do, Robert.
0: Anytime. Um, If I can throw in two little comments around doing this, I think number one, you said something that Deloitte can do it for you. I actually much rather do it with you. I think there's something about doing it together. That we do it with you. Um, and what I mean by that is, we often look at this also from how does this impact your existing process? So, you know, doing these pilots and um, doing them in isolation of the existing process is a great start. But we often find the true value is connecting it to existing process and how that changes it. And I think the other thing that's really interesting to look at, and that requires often integration with things that you might not have thought of, your ERP system or uh, your manufacturing system or your logistics system or something like that. And um, that's one. And the other thing I wanted to say was is that there is this opportunity to... Not just think of, oh, I know where the piece is, what the temperature is, but what new business model could I think of? How can I interact differently with my customer, my consumer of the product, or even my partners? And I think that opens up such great opportunities. I know you and I have talked about platforms and subscription models, but it's just, it's it's one of those things that you might not do in the first start small, but it's definitely something to think big about and then eventually scale to. so. Just two thoughts I wanted to throw in. Again, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to chat always with you. And, um, yeah, I got to tell you, it's much easier to ask the questions. So you're doing a great job here. Thank you.
1: That's good. That's good. We're supposed to... Normally, we have a musical bit at the end. So um, uh, you've already been on. So I think I've already asked you what your three songs would be that you would take to uh, uh, to Mars. But um, have you... um, Listen to any music recently? Have you been to any concerts? Any? Uh, uh, any
0: I have yeah, not been see? to any concerts. I wish I would go back. Um, I the latest concert was Paul Simon that I saw live. Uh, he played. So you know that I part time spent my time in Maui, and we have a fantastic uh, outdoor music venue. And um, what happens is a lot of artists uh, either live here or they come here for the Christmas holidays and then they have one concert because then they can write the trip off as a business expense. (laughs) So we get some good artists. Paul Simon actually lives here. Uh, But the Uh thing that's hilarious is that they always bring up these awesome people. So uh, one time I, I think John Stewart was here for doing a new Year's special and then he brought in his best friend, Woody Harrison, and they were just chewing the fat up there. It was just like hilarious. It's nowhere in a program. They don't tell you that it's happening, it just happens. And so the same thing with Paul Simon. Um, I forgot who showed up with him. but it was just, it's so great because he gets surprised by these artists bringing other people in. So I love that. But in order oh, to, so that's see. on the music. In terms of music, I would take, I would definitely take uh, a Barry White song with me. I would take uh, an Alger Rose song with me and probably Jason Mraz or John Mayer, one of those.
1: That sounds good. And Paul Simon sounds good too. He's amazing because he can play all the instruments that you're seeing on the stage. Obviously, he can't play them all at the same time. So when he's in the studio, he does it all himself, but then he goes on the road and he just has the best musicians around him. It's incredible.
0: I saw John Mayer actually, first time I saw him many, many years ago, I lived in San Diego and he played at the, um, what's that venue? It's a jazz venue. It's like the House of Blues. House and of blues. he literally played there and there were like maybe 150 people and he just sat down there and he's such an amazing guitarist, right? It was just awesome. So anyhow, music.
1: We wanted to record. We've done our music conversation. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Okay, so that was my conversation with Robert, super smart guy, Deloitte, great firm, great uh, partnership, uh, not just a systems integrator, uh, not just a management consultant, but a whole team of analysts. Um, so we, we thank them for all they've done. We thank you for staying to the end. Those people are not as uh, loyal and persistent as you are. So uh, thanks for doing that. And uh, we do appreciate it when you tell your friends, uh, Raiders and Rankers, on your favorite podcast service. And look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Hold up?